0: Hello, hello, Mediaverse members, and welcome to Mediaverse Unwrapped, where we bring our non-toxic Facebook community of Marvel fans to life. I'm your host, Max Taff, and I'm joined by the Sylvie to my he who remains, Megan Spangler.
1: And I will stab Max if I need to.
0: Well then, on today's episode, we're discussing (laughs) the Loki Season 2 finale. Let's dive in. So much to unpack here.
1: Let's do it. So much. Oh, God. Ooh, it was a banger of an ending. Oh, yeah.
0: It was, it was something. That's for sure. Um, so just a quick spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the finale yet, uh, you may want to save this podcast for a little bit later. Because we will be discussing everything and ruining all the plot points. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Loki's season two finale. The Marvel Studios fanfare plays in reverse as we see the seconds before Timely's death. Loki time slips to that moment and tells the team that Timely needs to get out of there. He dies anyway, and Loki asks Obi what they can do differently. Obi says they took too long, so Loki slips back and tries to make the scene faster. Timely dies over and over and over again. He goes back even further to when Timely first met Obi and hurries things even faster. Loki asks Ob how long it would take for him to learn everything Ob knows and is told it would take literal centuries to learn. <laughs> <laughs> According to a title card, centuries do pass for Loki and he learns everything necessary to instruct Timely on the mission. He tells Casey to secure Timely's helmet and that combined with all of Loki's new knowledge helps the walk go successfully. Timely is able to push the button and makes it back to the base. The loom begins stabilizing, but Ob notices that it is overloading because there are way too many branches. Timely says that the multiverse is growing too fast for the loom to ever possibly handle it. Sylvie suggests that the creation of branch timelines is what set this in motion. Timely apologizes to Loki as the loom explodes once again. First time, he calls it the multiverse and refers to the timeline as being part of the multiverse. yeah. That was wild.
1: That as soon as he said it, I was like, "Oh my god, he said it!" I know, same. It's a thing now. (laughs) I was like, "Oh, he said it! He said it!"
0: I was like, "Oh my gosh, finally!" So I guess we can kind of conclude from that that the sacred timeline and the branches are actually the branches are actually part of what makes the multiverse the multiverse. But I feel like that just gave me so many more questions.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm still confused about the multiverse. I still hate it, but I mean, <laughs> the, Tom, Tom Hiddleston destroyed that. He killed this role. Oh, like I felt, yes. Loki, how desperate he was and then how he just was hopeless. And then when Timely apologized, I was like, oh, don't tell me that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was so good.
0: I feel like this whole episode just had me, like, on the edge of my seat, just, like, waiting. Like, he kept going back and fixing I'm like, okay, when's he going to get it? When is he going to get it? And then finally, like, Timely makes it. Does his thing. And they're like, oh, actually, that didn't help at all. And I was like, what?
1: (laughs) But uh, Loki was getting sassy in this one when he was rushing. And Mobius was like, he's coming for your job. He's like, I'm coming. I'm coming.
0: I know. Look, he's like, "Yep, shut we the saw fuck up. I'm side coming. Of him. I'm coming."
1: That's it. He was. He was. He was a busybody then, and I. I'm yeah. here for it.
0: He was. Yeah, he was very anxious, and I. I understand why. I mean, God, it's just so many. The stakes were so high in this episode, and just <laughs> so much happened. I don't know. I
1: don't know. So much. So much happened, but it didn't feel like a whole, almost an hour.
0: I know it. it you're right it felt short even though it was like a it was longer than last week i felt right it was yeah
1: it it was it was a 56 minutes with the with uh end credits and everything Mm -hmm.
0: it definitely it definitely felt if it it felt it felt so short i felt like there was just so much to like kind of like wrap up in this one and i feel like they and they didn't even wrap everything up they set up so much more um, so I'm interested to see how that all goes. They truthfully. Did. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so
1: I agree.
0: Anyways, yes. <laughs> back, to, back to what we're discussing here. Okay. Loki goes back in time to the events of the season one finale and tries to stop Sylvie from stabbing he who remains. I love this part. He tells Sylvie she I was do, right for not trusting him and tells her he doesn't care about reclaiming a throne anymore. She threatens that she'll only stop if he kills her. Loki repeats the cycle multiple times over, trying to stop Sylvie at increasingly earlier moments. Finally, Loki asks He Who Remains why he isn't trying to stop Sylvie, and He Who Remains uses his temp pad to pause Sylvie. He reveals he knows about Loki's time slipping and says that his death at the hands of Sylvie is all part of his plan, which I knew, and I said, because he will reincarnate.
1: you you called it. Yes,
0: because he will reincarnate anyway. (laughs) He who remains resumes time, and Loki reveals that he's already had this particular conversation with He Who Remains, getting a one up on <laughs> on that guy. So, oh my god, this whole scene, <laughs> this whole scene. I, first of all, I love the fact they went back into back to the season one finale. Um, shout out to Sophia DiMartino's wig because <laughs> it was really holding on to a lot. Oh my god,
1: <laughs> it was. <laughs> That was the main character.
0: I know. <laughs> I um, shout out to the wig. It was,
1: it was, it was nice to see her hair like that. I really miss that. I'm not here for the mullet.
0: The mullet's so. a little weird. I,
1: it was really nice. Yeah. It's not, not my thing. Not into it. Mm. If you are, you are. I'm, no.
0: I definitely like the bob like a lot more. I mean, I didn't hate the mullet. Like, I think she's so pretty. I just, I, I still, I like the short, the the short bob she had last season. I thought that was so like cute and so like just you know her. It was iconic.
1: It's sassy. Yeah. It's a very sassy look. Mm -hmm. She, God, she looked so good back in her first look from season one. Why couldn't they just keep her in that forever?
0: So did Jonathan Majors. He looked amazing.
1: Anyways, oh, when we saw He Who Remains, I was like, oh my god! So we we did see another variant of King.
0: We did. We did not see that coming. Funny, funny thing. My mom is here, and she watched the episode with me. So I have some comments that she made about the episode. And she, when she saw He Who Remains, like she was like, "Ooh, he's sexy. He reminds me of Denzel Washington." <laughs> so that happened. That was ugh. love. My mom. your mom
1: is an icon. God, oh, she is amazing. But yes, totally he is. he looked so good you did and oh my god i i really love their interactions together they work so well mm-hmm. especially when jonathan majors is he who remains mm-hmm. they just their their chemistry is wild yeah it and it really really showed especially when he said you're my favorite no I, i'm not even loki and i was like oh i you.
0: know <laughs>
1: <laughs> i thought
0: so too <laughs> but you know what's so funny it, it's really it's I mean, obviously, Jonathan Majors is a fantastic actor. Like, there's no doubting that. But I think it's Tom Hiddleston. Absolutely. Because I feel like in every episode of this podcast, we've been going through each episode of season two of Loki. And every time he's got, like, a one-on-one yeah. scene with someone. Like, we've we've said it multiple times. Like, oh, my God, the chemistry is so good. Like, him and, and um, X5, true. Brad Wolf, <laughs> such good chemistry. Him and Mobius always have good chemistry. Him and Sylvie have always good chemistry. Like, it's just, it, yeah. Tom Hiddleston such a just like such a fantastic actor like truly 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 just a fantastic actor who you can tell loves his craft and really does it because he enjoys it i think
1: you're right it is always him but i mean marvel's really good at hiring actors who just have a good chemistry with anyone they're on scene with Mm -hmm. so it 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 makes perfect sense they're all they're all just so so fantastic this episode was i didn't know what to expect this wasn't what I expected, but I really love it.
0: I know. I feel like this episode at the end, I was just kind of like, I don't know, like what the fuck I just watched, but I I liked it. Like <laughs> somehow I liked it.
1: <laughs> at the end of it, I was just like, someone tell me what I just saw. I know. I I need someone to tell me. <laughs> it took it took a minute because I I really I. I Because it's that high after you see something. You're like, did I like it? Did I love it? I know. It's true. What did I see? What just... Yeah. And it doesn't like hit you like, what just happened? But, you know, moving on. So we don't... Yes, yes,
0: exactly. So, he who remains pauses time again and reveals that everything in the loom is actually irrelevant to the sacred timeline. So Loki has been wasting his time (laughs) spending centuries trying to learn, like, quantum mechanics or whatever uh loki decides to change the equation by just breaking the loom but he who remains says the loom is the only thing stopping the multiversal war that destroys everything and that he's offering the universe mercy loki refuses to believe that and insists he's going to find another way he who remains resumes time and tells loki to save what he can so loki time slips to the events of the season one premiere when mobius was showing him his life in the time theater Loki asks Mobius how the TVA decides who lives and who dies. Mobius tells Loki a story about the TVA finding a variant in the Black Sea who was going to be responsible for thousands of deaths. But ended up being a young boy. So one hunter, Mobius, hesitated in killing the boy and it made things worse. Loki tells Mobius that purpose might be more of a burden than a glory. And Renslayer ends up having to prune the boy and set things right. He thanks Mobius, shakes his hand just before he and the reality around them fade out of existence and spaghettify.
1: It would be Renslayer that went and like pruned a little kid.
0: Oh, yeah. That's like, uh, that's so on brand. I'm surprised she didn't just do it right up front. She's like, shut up, Mobius. Like, just like, get rid of the little fuck. But <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it just seems like something she would do. I totally believe it. Um, I don't know I think that's interesting though I didn't realize that they used to be partners why
1: do I feel like we did know that but I didn't know that
0: yeah it felt like Like I don't know it just was kind of slipped in and like I don't know it It did but
1: it, it makes sense because they're so close and they were so close in season one and they he took how she turned out to be so personally so it does make sense that they started together
0: Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I I, I definitely see, I I can definitely see it. And I can definitely see Mobius being the one to kind of hesitate to prune a child. And her just be like, even though in like another timeline, she was a school teacher. So I don't know. She's got some issues, (laughs) clearly, that she needs to work out. But I don't know. Anyway. So, Loki goes back to right before everyone disappeared in episode 5. And pulls Sylvie out of time to talk with her about the situation. Sylvie argues that sometimes you need to destroy something in order to replace it with something better, something she's been saying from the beginning. Loki time slips back to right before Timely's walk and locks Sylvie and Mobius behind the door to the vault. He tells them he now knows what kind of god he needs to be and embarks on the walk by himself with no spacesuit. As he goes on the walk, his clothes transform into a new version of his Loki costume. Uh, He uses his powers to zap the loom and then realizes he can physically grab and reignite each of the dying branches. He creates a crack in the space-time continuum, which he walks towards and through right to the Citadel at the end of time. Sylvie says that Loki is giving them a chance. And uh, this This was just so wild to
1: me. I Um, almost threw something when he got into his new suit oh my god and the horns slowly came up yes! i was uh, like i've been waiting so long for this oh my god it's happening oh my god it was so good
0: oh god i i can tell you that i was definitely horny for the horns um <laughs> the horns were beautiful like the black with the gold like the citadel at the end of, oh my god I just loved that whole like that he like just borrowed that you know he was into that aesthetic he's like no I'm just gonna make my horns like this 100% cool. and I just I loved every second of it I <laughs> loved every second of that whole transformation and then when his like cape or his cloak or whatever is actually like the time threads yeah. oh man it this was, just, was just, beautifully
1: this was beautiful. done he was it, cooking oh my god he cooked so good it, yeah. This whole scene was so, so beautiful. Because the whole time I was like, is he giving himself up? Is he about to spaghettify? What's about to happen? No. He, he just, like, I, <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen. He locked Sylvie back there. I was like, yeah, lock that bitch back there. She don't need to go with you. I still don't like <laughs> <lock> Sylvie. <clears throat> I don't like her. <laughs> yeah, clearly,
0: clearly. Just, uh, I When he did it at first... I was just kind of like is he just gonna like kill himself that's like what I, what's happening is he just giving up that's he's just what like, i'm done i thought that. he was just giving up
1: his life and i was like well that's character development i did not see coming
0: yeah i i this scene kind of like i don't know it kind of twisted my perceptions a bit because it's like, like what because okay i remember thinking at first like when mobius oh, not one mobius i'm sorry when they were sending Victor Timely out to do that walk. And Mobius and Loki were like, oh, no, it, should be, it shouldn't be me. It should be whatever. And, you know, they were kind of going back and forth about who it should be. I was kind of thinking to myself, like, Loki is a yeah, god. Yeah, okay. And he's, you know, he's not human. <laughs> he's, he's like, he, you know, whatever you want to con- consider him, like, as guardian. I mean, obviously, he's a frost giant. So he's really not as guardian. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, he, he's got to be tougher. I mean, I remember Thor... If you remember from Endgame when he's making Stormbreaker and he's, like, opening this thing to, like, release the the ray of a star and, like, totally fine afterwards, I'm thinking to myself, like, shouldn't Loki be able to, like, do this without, (laughs) like, in a suit better than Victor Timely? Like, why didn't Loki, I mean, all these realities did Loki not think, let me just do this myself? (laughs) I don't know. That was just,
1: that kind of got me. I was like, he has powers. Like this this entire episode, this entire episode, I was like, use your powers. What are you doing? I think I've thought that a lot in this entire show, which I understand the show is about Loki, not Loki's powers or being a god or whatever. It's about him. But there's been a lot of times I'm like, you know, Loki, you could just do a little razzle dazzle here and get us out of the situation. I don't know. We're all just hanging out here. You have these powers. You could have used those at any point in time, but it, it was it was beautifully done. It, yeah, it's clear that they were giving us little tiny snippets of powers until we saw like the full extent. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, mm, that's kind of true. I, I you, you know what? You're right, Ooh, Megan. <laughs> you're cooking too. It's my
1: green shirt. That must be what it is.
0: But. <sighs> yes Yes. we both wear green this is like the i've been wearing green all like all our coverage and this is like the last one that i had (laughs) so i'm glad i found it um i thank you thank Thank you you. so does yours i don't i don't know what to say i feel like there were so many times in this season where i was just kind of like Is Loki just stupid? Like, there were so many things that I'm like, why didn't Loki think of this? Like, why isn't Loki doing this? Like, he's supposed to be this, like, trickster, like, always one step ahead. And there were so many times where I was just like, why didn't Loki think to do this? Like, okay, for example, the part where he goes back to, you know, the finale of season one, where Sylvie's killing He Who Remains. I'm like, why didn't he just talk to He Who Remains? Like, that's the first thing I would have done is I would have been like, Sylvie, get the fuck out of here. And then I would have been like, okay, Victor, he, whoever, whatever your name is, what is going on? I need to know some answers like what what is happening here? Like like we need to have a conversation to ask you a million questions. That's the first well, thing I would have done. Very first thing. I would have been like, "Okay, let's one-on-one so here."
1: My idea of it, I guess my theory is he's the god of stories now. Like in the his comic counterpart, which I will get to and mm-hmm. tell you guys what that means. I think he has been working this entire season to get out of the mindset of the god of mischief into something more worthy of him so all his tricks all everything that is done he is not the god of mischief anymore and he claimed his throne at the end of the season
0: Hmm. Hmm. you know what that makes a lot of sense
1: i cooked that one myself that
0: actually makes a lot of sense you did you did I feel like there's there's just so many different tie-ins to this he finally has a throne he's always wanted to have a throne even Odin you know back in the first Thor movie was like my two sons both destined to be kings and really I mean it's it's kind of like he, he he has become yeah king of time I mean let we'll get we'll, yeah. we'll get to more of this at the end but Let's um, let's keep going. So, <clears throat> Loki walks towards a throne, carrying the branches with him. The throne begins turning gold, and we see that it's the remains of He Who Remains' palace, the citadel at the end of time. Loki sits on the throne and holds the branches together, allowing them to all begin to heal. We pan out to see that we've been looking at the branches from the wrong angle. They're actually... The world tree from Asgardian and Norse mythology, which I, I loved, loved that tie, and I was like, "Yes, oh, yes. Oh. It, it was amazing." That I love, I love that full circle moment where it was like this, this tree imagery that they've always used in the Thor, you know, in, in reference to the Thor films and whatnot. Finally, like we see it, and it's like, "Oh, it God, so I, it. I
1: freaking loved that because I was like. Oh, we've just been looking at it wrong mm-hmm. this whole time. Oh, that was that was really cool.
0: <laughs> I mean, it kind of also gives you like a chicken and egg thing. I mean, is it was he inspired by the Norse legend, or is what he's doing inspiring that to come to be? Like, it's kind of oh, there's so many of those moments in this season. I do like like, that.
1: It's just nuts. I do like all those moments.
0: Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. All right, so sometime after, the TVA is back to normal and is viewing the timeline as the world tree. Miss Minutes is back to normal. She's getting repaired by OB. Mobius reveals that they've been keeping tabs on He Who Remains variants, including one who is seemingly the Kang from yes. Mania. Ooh, I didn't even catch that. Megan, great job. Damn.
1: Yes, because he he said the, the Kang variant on... It was uh, Adjacent 616, so Quantum Realm. Yeah. Yeah, oh. so as soon as he said it, I was like, oh my God, it's, things are happening. I,
0: uh... <laughs> Megan was like, let's go. It's him.
1: <laughs> uh, I swear, like this entire, there's like six parts of this episode. I had to like put whatever was in my hand down because I was like, don't throw it. Because I was too excited. I was like, just calm down. <laughs> Oh, my phone
0: was in trouble. Megan's, <laughs> said Megan had her whisk. She was cooking up, and she had to resist throwing it. Man, she was getting it together.
1: It was rough. It was a rough thing to go through.
0: It was. It was. <laughs> so Mobius tells Hunter B fifteen that he's leaving to go experience the real world, and she tells him that he'll always have a seat at the TVA. The TVA meet. Ob gets new copies of the TVA manual. A young Victor Timely does not get the book delivered to him, sending him down a different path—the one that he was supposed to be on, I guess. Ravona wakes up in the void. I had forgotten her about her at <laughs> this point, and I was like, "Oh, there, there she is."
1: I did, I did too. <laughs> I just thought she was dead.
0: <laughs> she fi-
1: So they do get sent to the void. Yes,
0: I told you. See, I, I, I said, yes. telling y'all, I listen." But man. That was, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that whole scene, but she wakes up in the void and finds remnants of the TV eight floor there. She sees Eliath in action, but is unafraid, which I found interesting. Uh, Mobius, she
1: deserves it. She knows it. Oh,
0: she totally does. She totally does. Mobius watches <laughs> over a life where his human self and kids are happy. Sylvie is by his side. They talk about Loki and what the future can look like for all of them. Sylvie leaves as Mobius continues to watch over his house. We see Loki sitting proudly at the center of the world tree he has finally found his glorious purpose. man, so much to unpack just from that couple minutes at the end alone like there was just so much going on
1: there was there was a lot first of all, they definitely. Gave me reason to believe that an evil Miss Minutes is coming back. I hope. So there's that. Um, Mobius just chilling, watching himself with his kids. Mm-hmm. Not sure what he plans on doing, but he's just chilling. Sylvie, I don't care. Uh, Renslayer. <laughs> she... <laughs> back to McDonald's. <laughs> uh, you go back to McDonald's, dear mullet. But Renslayer, she is in the void, and... I feel like there's something I'm missing about that whole scene. I feel like there's a big thing about it. Because when they showed the TVA's floors, I was like, okay, that means something. But I'm, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Man, I. So. You're right. Something there I... that I'm
1: missing. And just, just so everyone knows, we just finished watching like an hour ago. So we haven't had time to go back and look for Easter eggs <clears throat> or anything. So that's not happening this episode
0: exactly yeah that's the thing so we're we're pressed for time (laughs) to get this out to you guys so we didn't get a chance to like fully digest and like go through easter eggs and all that so we're kind of just going off of our reactions to the episode um so so much happened in this last few scenes like first of all Renslayer back in the or I'm sorry not back Renslayer in the void Megan's right totally deserved it um so happy to see her wake up there confused like she's sent many people before and now she had a taste of her own medicine um And I'm interested to see, I mean, I feel like knowing Renslayer, knowing her history as like this top general, the TVA, like so instrumental to the, you know, the multiversal war that took place. um, I feel like she is, if anyone's going to find a way out, though, it's going to be her. Like she's going to, she's going to figure it out. She's going to get out of there. Um, Some interesting things I noticed about that, you know the TVA floor definitely I agree with you Megan I think there was something there that I missed or that we are yet to see that there's obviously another layer to the mystery which uh the one thing about this show that kind of annoys me is that it feels like it's it's kind of like like an onion I'm gonna do a Shrek reference right it's like every time you peel back a couple layers you get like a couple answers it's like there's just so much more to dig into and they just leave so much more unanswered um so I don't I don't know um I don't know, but... That was a good reference. Thank you.
1: 10 out of 10. Thank you.
0: <laughs> but one thing that I noticed that was interesting was that in the background of that shot, you see pyramids in the background of, of, of the yeah. void. And I was like, is there something there? I don't know. I don't
1: know. I, I swear, we're missing something. And I feel like it's so blatantly obvious. I know. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe we'll do Easter eggs on the next episode because I feel like by that time we'll be able to look back and see everything we've missed
0: mm-hmm. exactly
1: because i feel like there's a lot
0: i feel i feel like there definitely is and i, I really want to rewatch the episode now and just kind of watch it slowly because i was just so excited yeah. and trying to just like get it in so we could do the podcast but yeah no i, I really do want to go back and analyze <laughs> everything but um another thing the thing about mobius and sylvie they're kind of just like we don't know what's going to happen next, and that's okay. And maybe that's the whole point. After freeing the timeline, and now everyone is is free to make any choice they want. Is that kind of the point of, of what's happening? Is are we just able to choose our own future? Is, is Sylvie going back to f- making French fries at McDonald's, and is is Moby is just gonna hang out and stock his kids? Like what what's gonna happen? I don't know. A lot of questions. I don't
1: know, but was like. There was some, a lot of things I really thought was going to happen, but they didn't. Like, Obius did not, ne- he never came out as a, a villain, and I'm a little confused, because I'm 100% sure that he's evil. So, whatever. I guess we'll just see in another project when he's evil, because I'm never going to stop know. thinking this.
0: I know. <laughs> We're always going to think there's an evil version of yes. O.B. somewhere out there in the multiverse.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So if Loki is in charge, he's in charge of the multiverse, right? Is that what it yep, was picking looks
0: up. Like it. I think so.
1: Looks like it. So god. It, there that's just such a big thing. Like you got to think all the things that are in the multiverse that we haven't seen yet will directly link to Loki, Fantastic yeah. 4, X-Men, all the other kings, the Council of Kings. We didn't even see the Council of Kings. Well, I just realized that. Oh, man.
0: I know. It's true. It's true. I mean, so many... I expected so many more connections to all the different pieces that we've been seeing in, in at the end of this season. Like, I was expecting them to, like, reference... I was expecting them to explain things a lot better because I feel like even though i don't know i I feel like i'm still waiting for them to truly explain how the multiverse works i feel like we've gotten so much but like we still understand so little about how MC, the mcu is setting this up because it's like okay if there's a sacred timeline and there's these branches like so where did andrew and toby come from in no way home like where where did the illuminati and all these people come from in multiverse of madness like where are, like how are these things like where do they exist? like how do how are they getting? I don't know. I'm it, it's so confusing. I, I need I'm, them to really just dumb it down. My, I have to.
1: My biggest thing about the MCU is that I don't think they understand time travel or anything <laughs> just as much as we do because like thinking back, there's so many things that should have alerted the TVA. Miss yeah. Marvel time traveling. Yeah, that never got like just for an example. And I thought they'll clear things up here. No, <laughs> now I'm more confused. But now I know we can just blame Loki for it all. So it kind of it's okay for me. That's just his God of mischief ways.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, I I, I kind of try to think of it like anything that happened before Loki season one. Like, okay, like I get maybe that's all supposed to happen now that the timeline is free. That's I mean, Miss Marvel takes place after Loki. Maybe that's why. That didn't alert the team. I don't know. It, that's the thing. They need to really start. I mean, they're set. They're setting up so much. They really need to start like making it make sense now. Like it's okay. It's time. Like I get it. Like the the Infinity Saga took many years to build up. This one I think is going to be a little bit shorter. I think. But I think that they need to start really like you know explaining shit now. Is the time like, okay? Now we're, I'm done with the cryptic crap. Like let's let's get moving in here.
1: Yeah. Well. Also, this might be a stupid question, but if all the timelines are free now, why is there a TVA? Still.
0: I, you know what? You make a really good point. And 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 to be honest with you, I've kind of questioned the whole thing about the TVA from the from the get-go because it's like, okay. This whole yeah. season they introduce a whole bunch of information about the TVA, right? They have this weird torture room where they use that glass box thing to torture to torture variants. <laughs> one of the judges at the beginning of the season was yeah. like, oh, I've only ever given out one verdict guilty. So I'm like, so then what's the point of being a judge if all you're doing is, oh, guilty, all the variants are guilty anyway. Like, what's the point of even having all of this process that they have to go through with like the waiting in line, taking a ticket, going through the temporal orum? It's like, just prune them and get it over. Like, why do you guys even bother with all of this? Like, what what is the point of the TVA if like he who remains wrote everything to happen the way it happens? Like what, like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I get maybe, like, you know, that they're there to prune the variant branches that are forming to keep everything in, in the line and carry out he who remains his plan. But I just, what's the point of, of all the bureaucracy and all these little minute, like, all the minutiae, all the little details of, like, the TVA itself as an organization when it doesn't even seem to, like, matter yeah. anyway?
1: Like, time works differently up there. We don't know how differently. We don't know a single thing about it. But they get, like, 17 minutes to eat. Is Was it 17 minutes?
0: To eat the pie.
1: It was a very specific number. Yeah. Also, what the hell? What's the pie?
0: I'm, I'm telling you, there was just too much left unanswered and, like, loose that they have to do a season three. Or, like, there has to be another project heavy they with TV a, You know, I... And, like, uh, another question I have, where did Brad Wolf go? Deadpool
1: 3.
0: Yeah, it's true, Deadpool 3. Deadpool
1: 3. Oh, shoot. I forgot him. Deadpool 3. That's what we're, that's what's going to be, because when you look at the pictures from that leak from Deadpool 3, they're clearly in the void. Yeah. Miss Minutes is going to be in Deadpool 3. Oh, Mobius yes. is heavily rumored to be in Deadpool 3. hmm So that's my guess. Maybe we'll get some something from there. Oh, what if your pie theory' is confirmed in Deadpool three?
0: I would like literally just explode with happiness. <laughs> I would spaghettify. I don't know <laughs> I don't know, but I don't know there's there's just so many unclear things like going on. um obviously they're setting up for Miss minutes to come back for sure. um is coming back for sure. 100%. I would I, I mean since she's in the void, who's to say she won't be in Deadpool three now? That would be insane. I would love that um where oh my is God, that's right. X5? Yeah, so I don't know. So many things. Well, wait. We need to know.
1: Deadpool 3 is a multiversal movie.
0: Mm hmm. It's supposed to Do be. Do we I see think.
1: Loki and Deadpool 3?
0: Oh, I hope yeah. so. Ugh. Do
1: we see Loki and Deadpool 3?
0: Yes. I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> I'm just going to say yes.
1: Because Deadpool still has. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's just start that rumor. Uh, we only post confirmed <laughs> information. Well, he still has. Cables, time travel thing. So we'll see. Shoot, it might, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But hot dog, this why this is this is their best work for the Disney Plus show. Yeah, like this was the best So everyone, we all know that Loki is now the god of stories. It's not said in the show, but it's mm-hmm. said in the comics. But I'll tell you what that means. In the comics, Loki becomes the god of stories, who is one of the strongest versions of the character to have ever existed. In 2010, Loki died for real in the world of Marvel Comics. There was no going back for him because he actually died, even though the world of comics rarely has a permanent death, obviously. Still, because of the MCU version of Loki became such a charismatic character that fans all over the world love. Marvel Comics decided to take advantage of that popularity and bring him back. Years later, Loki was reintroduced as the new Loki who navigated his way through the past Loki's crimes and what he could do for himself in the future in relation to what he knows about what the past Loki did. This Loki had all the earmarks that made the MCU Loki so popular. However, the problem with this new Loki was that he struggled with the perception that people had of his previous version. As they were all convinced that this new Loki was still just the same as the old one, so what this new Loki did was that he defied his fate. He decided that he didn't want to end up becoming like the old Loki. That was why he went on to rewrite his life story so that he could create his own path instead of following the path of the old versions of Loki. So, this new version of Loki obtained the ability to move across the multiverse and even freeze time, becoming a character who could affect the trajectory of different events found in different timelines. Mm -hmm. Sounds familiar. His power to change history and affect different stories was so great that he could even threaten those who sit above in shadow, gods who are said to be more powerful than the Asgardians. Realizing that he could now rewrite and tell stories, Loki re himself as the god of stories, thus throwing away his identity as the god of mischief. So, he's the god of stories now, in the yeah. comics and in the MCU.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see. Yeah, I like it <laughs> I too. Like it. I think, I feel like Loki wanted a glorious purpose and he sure damn got one that's for sure I mean there's literally no greater purpose than this I guess um I just would like to know exactly what it is that's like that he's doing exactly because like we see all these threads that he's kind of holding together now he's using his magic so he's just gonna like sit on a like on a throne just like controlling the timeline with his powers like for the rest of eternity like is that what the goal is here (laughs) I mean what what exactly is it that's going on um I'm I don't know I'm. It, it's still confusing and they really didn't do a good job of like of like establishing what it was but I mean obviously I think the, I
1: think I, I think they didn't do a good job because they're hoping yeah, for a third
0: season I think so too um, and I hope so I, I would love a third season I love Loki I think it deserves a third season and I would be there eating it up that's for sure um, but I feel like this is definitely setting up what's going to happen in King dynasty and secret wars. I have a feeling that, you know, I, 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 I was predicting as soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh, I bet we're going to get a scene where we see Thor somehow getting to the citadel and like, or wherever, you know, Loki is, he's at the citadel or whatever you want to call it at the end of time. And he, Gets through the threads and he sees his brother sitting there and I just I I don't know. I can't wait. I'm I'm so excited for them to meet up again and for Thor's reaction to what Loki's been up to this whole time. I just can't wait. I can't wait to see it.
1: Me too. It's kind of interesting that they've both had such I don't want to call Thor's character development because <laughs> I really hate what Thor is now. But whatever. <laughs> just dig <laughs> that one in there. I I freak I hate it so much. I hate it because I was thinking today, like if they actually met up, Loki is this mature person with a purpose in life. And there's Thor whose weapons had an affair or something, and he has a kid kid now that he has to take care of. And it's like you you gave your power to a bunch of kids to take down a god butcher that never butchered a god. You know what? I could be here for a long time talking about this. I don't I don't know how it's going to go. So moving on from that, because I, I think know, just
0: <laughs> you know what I think would be like amazing since they haven't finished Deadpool 3 yet. And the actors strike literally just ended. Now they can finally continue production. And I've been hearing that's like going to be priority number one is finishing Deadpool for Marvel at this point. I think it would be really funny if like now that they've seen like how the past couple months of uh-huh. projects have gone, if they're like, okay, let's have Deadpool just like start pruning, like the stuff that didn't work. Like let's prune love and thunder. Like let's have Deadpool mess up secret invasion. Let's have Deadpool fix this and like, tr- you know, trim the fat on this and make this make sense. Like I think that would be insane because like, they- that's kind of what they did in Deadpool 2.
1: Imagine Deadpool just oh going God. and pruning that huge <laughs> yes. concrete statue from Eternals. He's like, so people can stop asking about it.
0: Yes. Or he gets rid of like Gaia from Secret Invasion or like, I don't know, does something or like, I don't know, does something crazy with Secret Invasion. I think that would just be brilliant.
1: That That would be, (laughs) that would be brilliant. That would be, get rid of Secret Invasion. We're, just get rid of Secret Invasion. We're good. We're, we've, we've grown. We've matured. We need more than that. Or Nick Fury wakes up at the beginning of Marvel at the of the Marvels and says, "What a weird dream that was."
0: I know, I know. That would be. Yeah. <laughs> I would die.
1: God, I can't wait to I the would... Marvels. Our next episode will be on the Marvels, so just so you guys know, yes, we will be seeing it by. Stay them. tuned. Yes. Exactly.
0: All right. So. We had some comments from our members, as we always do. And we're going to kick it off with Tyler, who said... We always do. Kick it off with Tyler, who says, Does everyone get the same conclusion that this was Marvel's way of jumping off the Kang train and we will move on to the next villain?
1: I didn't realize it until I read this comment. And I was like, oh, son of a Hmm. gun. This would have been like a really good way to do it if you were trying to move away from Kang because of the Jonathan Major's Mm -hmm. issues. They really could have pulled that off. So, because we weren't left with anyone, any Kangs. That
0: is true. I mean, they they really could, I mean, depending on how things go with his trial and stuff and everything, they really could use this as kind of like their backdoor, like emergency exit plan with that. So, who knows? Who knows? I mean,
1: this was Mar- This was Marvel. Yeah, Dale exactly. State. This is
0: their temporal loom. Was was this episode? <laughs> I mean, I I, I I've got to be honest. I would be I would be disappointed if if they did um to an extent. I mean, hopefully that you know I, I really don't foresee this trial sticking with all the crazy evidence going in each direction. Um, but if it does, I mean, I would be disappointed because I really do think Jonathan Majors is a great actor, and I feel like you know issues aside, like it it would be such a good saga and his villains are so compelling and awesome that but i mean obviously if 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 things turn out yeah the opposite way we're just gonna roll with it so
1: let's just see what happens it's all we can do just roll with it
0: so moving on to kayla who says they wrapped this season up so well 10 out of 10 for me but now loki is all alone and was this the final season because it didn't say loki would return like last season but loki has truly found his purpose especially becoming god of stories just sad, he's all by himself. And that's so true. I am too.
1: But I mean, oh, was it executive director executive producer or director? I don't remember which one. But we reported on it that they said that they wanted to get Loki in the place to come back yes. to be able to meet Thor again, to be in a good mindset and a good place in life. So they're definitely planning mm-hmm. for him to see Thor again. So I think we're definitely gonna see him again. But like who knows when? I don't know. I don't know.
0: I have a feeling that we're not gonna that they're gonna <laughs> hold that over us until like Secret Wars or um Kang Dynasty, something like that. Because I have a feeling they're gonna make that moment out to be sort of like like when Cap picks up Mjolnir. Kind of, kind of like a similar, like, like yeah. the ears are going to go wild. Oh my god! Finally, Loki and Thor are back, and they're like, you know, you know, back together in this on screen and this and that. And you know, I, I think that's going to be one of those type of moments for sure. That I'm predicting that now.
1: I think so too. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah. Yes. So.
1: I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to see it that way, but like, I will. <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll. I just want them back together. I'll take it. I'll. I'll take it. <laughs>
1: I know. I know. It'll be cute.
0: Eric said, "Not a spoiler, but I wanted to say personally that this was the best of the Marvel TV shows, in my opinion. To me, both seasons were highly entertaining, and Loki's arc was amazing. Ten out of ten. I'm right there with you. I, I, Big agree. I, I, I've always had like WandaVision and then Loki, and now it's season two. I'm kind of like, oh, it's, it's going to be tough. I'm going to have to, you know, now that we've got." Two seasons of Loki and two awesome seasons, I'm like, man, it's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Oh, WandaVision is very much behind Loki season two yeah. for me. There's there's no way. It's just it's just too dang yeah. good. All right, so moving on, the actors strike is over. After 118 days of the Actors Guild being out on strike, the SAG Afra and the studios on Wednesday reached a tentative deal on a new contract that could see Hollywood up and running within weeks. The strike will be over, well, was over at 12.01 a.m. Pacific time on Thursday, November 9th, putting an end to more than seven months of labor unrest in Hollywood that saw the Writers Guild and the SAG-AFRA hit the picket lines in the industry's first joint strike in more than 60 years. In a statement to its union members SAG-AFRA wrote, in a contract valued at over $1 billion, we have achieved a deal of extraordinary scope that includes above pattern minimum compensation increases, unprecedented provisions for consent and compensation that will protect members from the threat of AI, and for the first time, establishes a streaming participation bonus. The statement continued, our pension and health caps have been substantially raised, which will bring much needed value to our plans. In addition, the deal includes numerous improvements for multiple categories, including outsized compensation, increases for background performers, and critical contract provisions, protecting diverse communities. SAG-AFRA added, we have arrived at a contract that will enable SAG-AFRA members from every category to build substantial careers. Many thousands of performers now and into the future will benefit from this work. They also thank their union siblings, namely the Writers Guild of America, the WGA, for standing together in solidarity. The WGA strike concluded in September, with the union reaching an agreement with the AMPTP. Full details of the agreement will be provided after the SAG-AFRA National Board reviews the tentative agreement, but the strike has officially ended, and the actors everywhere are celebrating this monumental win for their industry. Congratulations, actors.
0: Congratulations. That's amazing news. Honestly, I am so happy this I, I, I when I saw the headline starting that the strike was over, I was like, Oh my god, finally. Uh, and like, literally just today, it's like flooding with news of like, Oh, now, you know, actors yeah. are starting to, you know, show up on talk shows. And you know, they're scheduling, you know, interviews, like right, things are kicking right off. They wasted no time. It's just crazy. Because like, yeah. for example, like yesterday, that you know the new disney animated film wish just had its red carpet it's like ah oh, it's so close if it had just waited like one more day they could have had everybody there the and the marvels the too marvels
1: was 2 days ago yeah oh my god, oh my god. i was like oh that sucks it's right there i know but it uh, when the news report started i think it was variety that said it's over and i was like i ain't believe in anything until the saga for twitter says it i waited like two hours for those guys to fill us in so they did say it's over it's officially over
0: yeah i'm i'm so happy and i'm so happy the actors got a good deal and i think it's gonna be great and i'm just i'm just excited like let's ramp up those projects kids get back to work we need them we need them coming
1: (laughs) yeah please we've we've been it's been so dark and so so cold
0: it has been All right, so speaking of the ramifications of the strikes and how long they took to get resolved, (laughs) uh, there have been quite a few Marvel release date changes according to Variety and Deadline. Um, Deadpool will now release on July 26th, 2024. That's Deadpool 3, um, which is exciting. I can't believe that this is coming. They haven't even finished the film and they're still aiming for next year, like summer. That, to me, is nuts. It's nuts
1: they know something we don't it could get delayed it could not i i think it's going to it could be delayed to, i mean it's delayed 2 months from its original one they had yeah it was in may yeah, yeah. so i mean we'll see i i trust them
0: i i try i try to but it's, it just feels such a tough like a tight turnaround yeah. and it's like i don't know why Okay, so let let me read all these and then we'll get into it. So the next one is Captain America Brave New World will now release on February 14th, 2025. That's my birthday.
1: whole ass year.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. So Thunderbolts will be released on July 25th, 2025. And Blade will release on November 7th, 2025. So a lot of interesting release date shuffles, but I don't know what to make of it, to be honest with you.
1: Captain America doesn't make any sense to me because it was already done filming before the strikes. So why are you pushing it a whole year?
0: Exactly. That's my point. So that's what I was trying to get at before. Captain America Brave New World was filming like at the beginning of this year. It had already finished and they're pushing it to 2025. Yet Deadpool 3, which is not even finished with its filming or anything. It's not even in post-production. is releasing in July of 2024. I just I don't know it's it's see with weird. Deadpool
1: with Deadpool if it was any other Marvel movie I'd be like oh it's screwed they can't pull it off but Ryan Reynolds is such a stickler for the, these movies yeah. for comic accuracy to for it to be perfect I trust that one one hundred percent Captain America I don't I don't understand that one whatsoever Thunderbolts I there ain't no way that's gonna get. I'm telling you guys right now, that's going to get delayed. Because yeah. within a few months of Captain America Brave New World, absolutely not. I don't... And I don't think they've started. And then Blade. Guys, I don't think Blade's coming out <laughs> like, in general.
0: <laughs> it's looking grim for Blade. I Just, don't know.
1: It is. Just please be aware that Marvel hasn't confirmed these yet.
0: Yeah.
1: But variety and deadline usually know these before marvel tells us
0: exactly so i mean we're we're taking this with a grain of salt but this is tentatively official so we'll we'll keep you updated if it's not because variety has been a little on the wild side lately so who knows
1: <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> it's true.
0: but uh
1: it's very true
0: i i just i the thing with rushing deadpool like, i get they want to get it out I'm just I don't want them to rush it. I I would rather them release Deadpool 3 in 2025 like and really take their time to like make sure the movie is good, make sure the CGI is done well, make sure that the VFX artists are not being overworked. Um make sure that you know everything is fine-tuned and like and just is is well, it's just what we need because I don't know, man. It's just it it just seems like so close. It's There's a lot less than a year.
1: There's a lot there's a lot riding on Deadpool 3, so I
0: get it. There it is. And it's, it's, my, it's the project I'm most excited for, personally. So I, I really want them to just get it right. I really do. Yeah. Uh.
1: Well, it has the entire rest of the year. It can always get pushed again, which I wouldn't be mad at at, mm-hmm. at all. Because it's not like anything else is coming except Madam Web and Craven, but those are MCU movies. Yeah. So...
0: I don't know. I guess we'll see. We
1: shall see. <laughs> I guess We'll see. Okay. So, starting off tea time with Max and Megan. Last week, it was reported that Marvel Studios was discussing the possibility of bringing back the original Avengers for the future Avengers movie, including reviving Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man and Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. Considering that both characters have died in Avengers Endgame, it would certainly be a major shift for the MCU. But now Marvel Studios head Kevin Feige is speaking out and says the truth is that it's never been discussed, but fans will just have to see. He says, we did not discuss that, and that is the truth, Feige told E.T. at the premiere for the Marvels. We're doing a project with Scarlet. I love Robert. He's part of the family. But in terms of returning, we'll have to see. Just say it's for Secret Wars. We know. <sighs> it's cool.
0: Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. He... <laughs> I don't know where Kevin Feige's head has been at lately, to be honest with you. Um, but I will say, he was very careful with his word selection on this. And the funny thing is, he's just so used to being tricky with his word selection that just came out so naturally. Because he, he specified, oh... We didn't discuss that at the (laughs) retreat, but we'll have to see, meaning that probably discussed it elsewhere and they're just not wanting to talk about it, which I get. But the fact that he heavily like teased the project with Scarlett Johansson, it's like what kind of a project would she be doing that she wasn't in? Like, I don't know. It just seems weird.
1: I could see Marvel zombies or Marvel what if. I mean that I could see both of those
0: they've been saying that she's supposed to be involved in like a production role with some kind of upcoming project um I don't think I don't know the thing with what if to me is that like now that it's you know the first season premiered a lot of the actors that didn't come back for season one like will they just bring them back for season two or season 103 or whatever like will they just be like oh we'll just have them jump in now like I don't know it just I don't know it's weird I don't know what to make of it I don't, I know, don't know what Scarlett what is is always at Marvel. it always
1: confuses me. Yeah,
0: exactly. I don't
1: know, but I'm excited to see.
0: So moving on, the spoilers for the Marvels have been leaked. So be very careful on the internet. Some people are responding to each comment and comment sections on Facebook with a screenshot. Just be careful out there, guys. I'm yeah. I'm surprised that I haven't been spoiled. Like I'm I'm thank God. Like knock on what I'm seeing the film tomorrow. I'm like, I'm near the finish line. I was supposed to see it today and I didn't get to, and I'm so mad, but tomorrow is my day. And I, I've just, I've been just uh, utilizing all the tools I can to just, like, stay away from them.
1: Just stay off the internet. I love spoilers, so I already knew them. And people have attempted to spoil it so many times to me in comment sections. And I was like, ha, wrong person, hmm. but whatever. Can't, so, can't fuck with Megan. Moving on, Blade will be rated R. In an interview with Deadline, Blade director Jan Demange, Mon- De- mm, De Demange, I've never said this word out loud. Me either. <laughs> so, so sorry, people. Confirmed that Marvel Studios gave him the green light for an R rating for the film.
0: Yes, uh, that's a that's a win.
1: Yeah, that's a win. Yep. It's getting good.
0: It's the second official r-rated mcu film after deadpool 3 so that's really exciting and the echo is fil- series is supposed to be tvma which is kind of like tv rated r so all right and our last cup of tea for this episode ryan reynolds announces dogpool will be in deadpool 3 he posted a picture not long after the strikes ended with a picture of dogpool and the caption did at dogpool save the day not a chance in Gremlin Hell, but she is currently causing the Disney plushie merch department nightmares coming with the movie 2024 and then a little dog emoji, a little poop emoji, and an L.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Dog pool.
0: Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> hmm. He cooked, oh, Ryan. He oh, Ryan.
1: <laughs> he, was, he, was, he didn't waste any time. He posted that real quick after the strikes.
0: Not at all. You're right. He didn't, and he was. You can tell he's happy to get back to his move. And that's a wrap on Mediaverse Unwrapped. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, you can follow me everywhere at his name is Max,
1: and you can follow me on Twitter at Megan the Gangsta.
0: Join our non-toxic Facebook group, Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped. Follow our public Facebook page, Mediaverse Plus. Follow us on all of our socials at Mediaverse CU. Our new episodes premiere Tuesdays everywhere you can listen to a podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and goodbye for now.
1: I hope all of you find your glorious purpose.
0: Oh, that was beautiful.
1: <laughs> thank you. <laughs>